Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my friend Yasin about his country, which is Switzerland, and in particular we're talking about Swiss languages, um, because it's a very interesting country with several different languages spoken. So firstly, can you just give us a breakdown of how the languages work in Switzerland? Yeah, uh, so we have four national languages, uh, French, German, Italian, and Romanche. So uh, French and Italian and Romanche, three of those are Latin languages. And Romance family of languages. Uh, and as for German, it's actually a different uh, group of dialects, Swiss German dialects. Um, so people who speak Swiss German uh, can, of course, read and write in what we call High German or Standard German. Uh, that's what you would learn in school. Uh, however, when they're speaking to their parents or their friends, they will use their local dialect. Right, so that's quite interesting because I mean, more or less, I think the French and the Italian that's spoken in Switzerland is pretty similar to French from France and Italian from Italy. Yeah. But the German is really different. Yes, exactly. Yeah, there's a huge difference. Germans don't actually understand Swiss Germans when they speak, for the most part. Um, however, Swiss Germans, of course, understand Germans. Um, that being said, there are, of course, differences between Swiss French and French French, right? Mm -hmm. For example, the way we count. Uh, typically, a Swiss person will say, um, will say, septante, huitante, nonante instead of soixante-dix, um, quatre-vingt, and quatre-vingt-dix. Uh, so the French system is a bit weird. You may, you already know about that. I know. Um, as for Italian, uh, there is actually a dialect in Ticino, the Lombard dialect, but it's the same dialect that you will find in, in the whole of Lombardy. So also in Milan. Okay, so it's like Milanese, basically. Exactly, yeah, yeah, the dialect. But not exactly, well, Milanese could be, you know, the Italian they speak in Milan. But I mean, really, this is really a dialect. Uh, so it is quite different from the, the standard Italian, actually. Very different. Right, yeah. so you have, it's interesting, because you have these three languages that are very famous languages known right. around the world. Then you have this fourth one, uh, which you mentioned, Romanche, and that's spoken by, I think, only about 1% of Swiss. Yes, that's exact. Yeah, it's about... Uh, I'd say, it's, if I remember correctly, it's 50,000 people, give or take, uh, who use it every day. I'd say there are only about 30,000 people who really work in Romance and use it all the time, with uh, another 30,000 or so who use it sometimes when they speak to their family or certain friends. But um, there are actually five dialects of Romance. Is that right? Yes, that's, uh, it's quite interesting. Yeah, you've got a standard Romance which was invented by a linguist in Zurich. Uh, called Romanche Région, and uh, it takes different aspects from those five dialects. So they try to unify it uh, to fight against the, the death of the language. But sadly, people are very stubborn. So everybody sticks to their own dialect. No one has really adopted this standardized Romanche. Uh, so yeah. That's really interesting. No, I didn't know that. So it's almost like a, in a micro form. It's like Esperanto. It's trying to create a unifying uh, language, but yeah. then it didn't work. Yes, exactly. It's a bit like that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Because it's really spoken in these kind of mountain areas, so it's very, you know, it's sort of village to village exactly. in areas that traditionally are difficult to traverse and to travel from one place to the other, right? Right, right. The valleys don't make it easy for, for dialects and languages in general to, to, you know, travel from one region to the next which is why we have such different dialects in Switzerland with, say, Swiss-German as well. Um, but with Romanche, you could actually compare it to Ireland. So I don't know if you know anything about Irish, 
but uh, there are actually four different dialects of Irish, uh, depending on which province you're from. And they try to unify uh, Irish, and you know that's what they teach in schools generally. Although you, you have input from the local uh, province, and uh, however, those who actually do use Irish or you know Gaelic uh, in their daily life, they will use their dialect. So that's the thing with languages; you can try and impose a kind of scientific, standardized uh, form, but the actual users of the language will always stick to their roots. And do you think because Romansh is, is almost, I mean, you could call it an indigenous language, or do people call it that yeah, an indigenous yeah, language? Definitely, yeah. So is there, is there any pride in that? Because the others are kind of imported languages from larger nearby countries to a certain degree. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. We, we do have pride in, in you know, having four languages and being multilingual and yet having you know, a strong national identity. Um, however, I don't think we feel like they necessarily are foreign languages. We, we very much feel like French is also our language, Italian, German. Because um, as you know, Switzerland was, you know, organically created, right? A group of, of cantons or mini states, if you will, city-states grouped together to create Switzerland. So, yeah, I, I feel like there is pride in, in our own version of French, in our own version of Italian, our own version of German. You know, it's it's... Just because they're also spoken in other countries, I don't feel that uh, there's any less pride there. Fair enough. And so you're from Geneva, so you're a French speaker, but your family history is a little bit more complicated than that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my dad is from Morocco, okay. um, from Fez to be precise, and my mother's from Swiss Germany, from Kaubünden, which is the very opposite of Geneva on the map. It's far east of, of Switzerland. And uh, Kaubünden is a very interesting place because you have, you know, three languages, right? It's the only canton, in fact, to have three languages. Okay, and so um, those are German, Italian, and Romance. Exactly, okay. exactly. With Italian probably being the minority language, actually. Um, there are quite a few Romance speakers, uh, about 50,000. And then you have, of course, the Swiss Germans. Uh, so, yeah. But I've even found when we've been to Graben, because we don't speak any German, and obviously we don't speak any Romance, so sometimes we ask people if they speak Italian, mm. and sometimes they do, and then we can get by at a restaurant or a hotel or something in Italian if, if English doesn't work or French doesn't work as a common language. So yeah, that's quite interesting. Okay, so you, you have an Arabic-speaking father and a Swiss-German-speaking mother, <laughs> but you're a French speaker at, at your core? Yes. Uh, well, my mom and dad spoke to each other in French, so... You know, when you're when you're a child, I mean, my, my mother spoke to us in Swiss German, my dad spoke to us in Arabic. But very, very quickly, we both saw, my brother and I, that they were speaking to each other in French. And so when you're a kid, you want to speak language your parents are speaking to each other. So we just started using French with them, and at some point, they sadly gave up. Um, but I was lucky enough that my, my Swiss German grandparents don't speak a word of French. And so I was able to, to learn Swiss German with them. Uh, however... As you know, Morocco is a, is a francophone country, and my family, uh, being educated, they all speak French fluently, so never had to learn Arabic, sadly. Okay, and so that's interesting, though, that because I have a lot of students as well who are adults who have, yes, they struggle to, to sometimes speak their native language even with their children when it's easier to have, say, French as a common language in that way, just like in your experience. Yeah. And so you went to an international school, right? Yeah. So that's why your English is essentially a native level as well. Um, and so I know that in regular Swiss public schools, you have to learn one of the other Swiss languages for quite a few years, yes, right? Yeah. So uh, if you're in the if you're in the French speaking part of Switzerland, then you, you learn German or perhaps Italian, but most likely German, and yeah. vice versa as well. And so did you have to do that as well? 
Uh, well, actually, I did learn German in school. Um, I could actually choose between German and Spanish. So I ended up choosing German because I was kind of forced to by my mom, um, which I don't regret. But, you know, <laughs> I wanted to go for Spanish because it's easier. Um, but yeah, in, uh, in Swiss schools, though, if I remember correctly, you have to, if you're, if you're in any of the minority regions, so, you know, French speaking Italian, you have to learn German. Uh, but at some point you can start with Italian here. Uh, at least I know it's the case in, in, in Geneva. And, uh, some people can drop German altogether eventually for Italian, but you have to start with German always. Okay. Yeah. Because German is what, about 64, 65% exactly. of the people? Yeah. Very good statistics there. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I mean, a lot of the people I speak to say, you know, they might have done, if they're French speakers, six, seven years of German, and they say they speak barely anything. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's not very motivating because German's a hard language, first of all. But more importantly, everybody knows that the Swiss Germans don't speak standard German. So unless, you know, you love Germany and, you know, you're going to go party in Berlin, and so you see a use for it, most people just feel, I mean, they just give up because they know that Swiss Germans will speak to each other in Swiss German. And, you know, if you ever go there, you kind of have to adapt. Uh, so honestly, I, I think we should learn Swiss German in schools instead of high German. Uh, I know it's, it's maybe a bit controversial, but uh, it will be more useful. Right. And so even with these four languages, it turns out that perhaps English is the, the uniting language that a lot of Swiss people use with each other. Yes, that's the, the really funny thing. Um, people who don't have a high level of German here would probably try and use, you know, French or English when they're, say, traveling to Bern or another part of Swiss Germany. And um, it's quite interesting because, yeah, you will find Swiss people sometimes using English as the lingua franca. Uh, however, I, I'm usually pleasantly surprised by the level of French that lots of Swiss Germans have. So they, they tend to make more of an effort. Uh, as for people from Ticino, which is the Italian-speaking canton, uh, they tend to have a good level of German if they go study there because, you know, they, they have no big university there. So they have to learn either French or German and go to university in one of those uh, two linguistic regions. Okay, very interesting. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.